Acts 2, 1 through 13. When the day of the Pentecost had came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound, like a rush of violent wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were doubts, Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at, and at this sound, the crowd gathered was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elmites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belong to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Christians and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for Ireland. Glenny, did you hear her with all of those really hard words that throughout the years when I've had other people read, even adults don't get it as close as Ireland did. So thank you, Ireland, for reading our scripture for this Sunday. And Charlie, will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us. That as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. So do you ever have one of those days that just does not go as expected or planned? My whole week was like that this last week. Tuesday morning, our Washington Park United Methodist Church staff was um, gathering in South Parlor for our weekly staff meeting. And Katie Doherty, who is our operations manager of the church, if you don't know Katie, you should know her. She's an amazing person. Um, she was looking out the window, and she saw this whole group of people come into the church that we weren't anticipating. So she went out to greet them, and a few minutes later, she came back, and she said, there is a family here, and they've had a death in the family. Um, so I went out, of course. I ushered them into my office and had them sit down, and I just said, how can I help you? It ends up that the parents of the man that passed away um, are retired United Methodist ministers from the Chicago area. Immediately, we had a bond, them and I. It was like we spoke the same language. 
we immediately, like, I knew what they were asking almost before they were asking it, and it was really um, touching and special for me as a clergy person. Um, They were joined by their youngest son and his wife and shared with me that their oldest son, Nathan, had died suddenly, tragically, on Sunday, and they were looking for a place to hold their service. Katie and I pretty much dropped everything else for the rest of the week, rearranged things so that we could be of service to this family who was all from out of town and needed a home base and people to kind of guide them, like they didn't even know a funeral home to connect with. Um, They wanted to know where they could hold their reception and all of these sorts of things. And so um, we were able to help them In fact, Jamie, who was the wife, um, said that the minute she walked through the door, she knew that this church was a community of wonderful people that would welcome them and show them hospitality in a time of great need. And one of the things that she even mentioned, both Jamie and Stephen, pastors, retired pastors, spoke during the service, And one of the things that she mentioned was that they just kind of wandered in off the street, no appointment, no connection beforehand, but just kind of coming in and saying, we are a broken family and we need some help. So we were very, very glad to be able to offer that um, space and care for them. A couple of times throughout the week, Katie and I met with the family to hear about their loved one taken too soon. He was only 44 years old. And of course, the parents sat with me and told me how special, how funny, how wonderful this person was. Well, you know, parents are going to say that, right? But we actually had the service yesterday. And with the number of people that joined us, masked and, and, you know, socially distanced, of course, and the stories that they shared for the next hour and a half (laughs) really helped me understand that this was a community of people, of family that deeply, deeply loved and were changed by the life of their beloved, Nathan. Jamie did want me to tell all of you thank you for your great hospitality. Um, Also, they put together these flower arrangements specifically for Pentecost so that they could leave them. That's what you call a Methodist mama. Um, She even gave us a commercial during her little speech and said to anybody there, if you need a spiritual home, you come to Wash Park United Methodist Church. It really was a lovely celebration. I was honored to be a part. And I thank Sonia for being there to play music and Katie and all the people that were able to help. I spoke to Steve and Jamie after the service, and they wanted to make sure how, that I knew how grateful they were to be able to find a place they could kind of root for the week and to have a space in which they could receive the gift of remembering their loved one. 
And during the whole week, it, it occurred to me, and maybe it wasn't the first time it kind of occurred to me, but it definitely occurred to me in a different and richer way this week. That those who were gathered for Pentecost in that upper room on that particular day were very similar to the family of people gathered in one place yesterday to celebrate a loved one. Of course, there were lots of differences, too. The people who were gathered for Pentecost, the ones that were in the upper room, at least, they weren't gathered together for a funeral. What had brought them together was the Feast of Pentecost. Pentecost, literally meaning 50, because it's a celebration that's 50 days out of, after the celebration of the first fruits festival, and they weren't the only ones gathered. There were people from all over, other towns and villages, cities, and from all over, different countries even, people that spoke different language, all had made this pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. But when we hear at the very beginning of the story that they were gathered, they really means just this small group of family, whether they were related by blood or by heart, by friendship. And even though it wasn't the reason that brought them together, they all stood together in their grief. Now, for those of us now celebrating a liturgical year in which Easter seems like a long time ago, that Jesus died a long time ago, and we're kind of past that in our stories. For the people that were gathered that day, it had only been a short time. And they were bonded in their deep sorrow and loss and brokenness as a family. They had lost someone very dear to them. But before Jesus really left, Jesus said, but here's the thing, I'm not really going to leave you. I'm going to give you a gift. And I'm sure that for the people that heard that message, they had no idea what Jesus was talking about. They did not know the end of the story like we know it. And so when it came, this gift, in wind and fire. It would have been, as Jamie Lee said in her pastoral prayer this morning, confusing, chaotic, but it was a gift. Leonard Sweet, in his book, The Bad Habits of Jesus, on which we have based this whole sermon series the last many weeks, said that at Pentecost, when Jesus died and then rose, that what had been inside of Jesus was set free. And now, through the Holy Spirit, is inside all of us. Now, Pentecost is usually my very favorite Sunday of the whole church year. To me, I don't know, as a pastor, it's almost even better than Easter and Christmas. I mean, Pentecost, this is a celebration. This is the birth of the church. This is why we're together, because the Holy Spirit is alive and works 
among us and within us, and that is so exciting and invigorating to me. But this year, I don't want to forget that that spirit came at the lowest moment in a family's life, at a time when they felt so broken, so isolated, so alienated, that this is probably just what they needed to keep going. And this was the lowest moment for this family of the people, this cohort. They weren't just regular people sitting around shooting the breeze. They were a family that had felt deep loss. And the gift that came to them was nothing short of the work of God, the power of God poured out on these people, readying them to live in a world that was different, a world that was changed, a world that would never be the same as what it was before because of what they had lost because of the transition in their lives. And through the gift of the Spirit, God changes them to be able to meet the challenge. This month, we have been looking at lots of ways that the world has changed. Last week, we celebrated graduating seniors. Man, do you remember those days? How the world just seemed so transformed, shifted, new. You had no idea what was to come. For those of you who aren't to that place yet, it's a big deal. Today we celebrate confirmands who have claimed their faith as their own and joined the church and a new journey. We all are kind of in this place in a new world, a world changed, kind of a almost post-COVID world. We don't quite know, do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? Should we let more people into the sanctuary? Should we go to a restaurant and eat inside? There are so many things that are shifted and changed for us. I feel in my own spirit this morning that My mom's in the hospital. I don't know what's going on. It's a lot shifting and changing. Will things be different? In all of these shifts, God pours out God's spirit on us so that we can meet those changes and challenges and transformations. Because the world is new every day, and we need some equipping to meet it. So happy Pentecost, friends. Today, let us be reminded and reassured that God's grace and love are poured out to you to make you new to make you part of God's great big story. And the good news is that God never abandons us and is with us in every moment through spirit and in truth. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.